0: Welcome to Good Enough-ish. I'm Brooke Forey. And I'm Amanda Jefferson. We are two organization-loving friends, sharing tips, strategies, real life experiences, and fails of trying to be good enough-ish at everything we juggle in life. I own Indigo Organizing. I help busy people simplify their lives at home and at work. I co-own Curious & Company Creative, a branding design firm, And I created the Balance Bound Planner that helps you get organized and prioritize self-care. You can find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish,
1: and you can find the show notes over at goodenoughish.com.
0: If you have questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498. So let's start the show. Let's do it. Hi, Brock. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Amanda? Good. I'm
1: feeling a little bit like <laughs> Phoebe in Friends.
0: Yeah, when she gets sick and all of a sudden has the the sexy voice. Yeah,
1: because I have been sick. I'm much better now, but I'm just all like ugh, clogged up. I yeah, I missed your little, you know, part your dinner drinks. But I love that episode because. She was trying; to, she was stealing everybody's tissues to try to get sick again. Yes, and oh my gosh, she really liked that. it because she felt like um, when she was singing, it was like "smell the cat." Smilly. It hadn't much different. Mm-hmm. It was the sticky shoes. Raspy. At the
0: sticky shoes song. Yes. Yeah. Sticky shoes. Sticky shoes. Um, yeah. When I, don't I remember the sticky
1: shoes song, I only remember. I need to rewatch this episode. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't know what season that was. I was like a big Friends <gasps> fan. I used to record it every week. Like on really? the VHS, VHS tape and saved them all for so long until then DVD collections became a thing. Yeah, um, My mom used to record it for me when I was away at college because oh I gosh. wasn't always, you know, watching on a Thursday night or whenever it was on. We <gasps> yeah. should have talked about it. Like, because there's a Friends
1: episode for every conversation. There is. And when we talked about moving recently, we could have talked about
0: Pevet, Pevet, oh. Pevet. Habit. That is still one of the best. Have you ever seen the <laughs> outtakes of that scene? No. They're like, um, Jennifer Aniston and Matthew Perry, I think, are the ones helping. Ross. Ross. Yeah. I mean, whatever their car- character. I'm like, yeah Rachel, over the, yeah. The, yeah, Rachel and Chandler. And like, it's them like holding this couch <laughs> On the stairs and just completely losing it, cracking up at him because he's just like, Pewa! I know. They're trying to get this couch up That's the new so walk up. It's so funny. Like, I haven't watched it in so many years. I think when we got rid of Cable, like 10 years ago, it used to be one of those shows that was just on TBS on, all the time. All the time yes. So you could always catch an episode of Friends. And now, since we got rid of Cable, I haven't seen it in so long and I know there's certain episodes that I've seen clips of or just that I remembered and I'm like, ooh, that did not age well. No. Like there's just there's certain Mm -mm. shaming and... No, like the Fun Bobby
1: series, for example. Like somebody that's given up drinking. Yeah. They basically talk about Fun Bobby not being fun anymore once he quits drinking and they wish he would start drinking again. It's like, ooh, that's not okay. Yeah.
0: And there's just certain things that are so inappropriate now. You're like, oh, that was not okay. But it was in 1994 when it came out. But yeah, I actually also remember writing an essay about friends. I think Mm. I found it years ago. So my freshman year in high school, my English class, I loved my teacher, Mm. um, Mrs. Daneker. She's now Ms. Armitage. Hey, Cindy. Um, (laughs) She actually lives nearby and I run into her every once in a while. And She was my favorite teacher. And I remember she assigned us, I don't know if the assignment was to like write about a show we liked or something. And I remember writing like, there's this new show called Friends. And I just think (laughs) it is so great. Anyway. Me and my college friends used to always talk about like that
1: Rachel episode where her and Ross were fighting and she was like, I'm just going to catch up on my correspondence. (laughs) I love it. And she gets out like her stationary. I don't know what in what context, but we would always just, oh, you know, I'm going to catch up on my correspondence.
0: That's the same episode that you were going to drink the fat because that's what ended the fight. He was like going to drink because it was, it wasn't Thanksgiving. Was it? I it was
1: because I remember there being like a truffle cake involved. No, that totally different episode. This
0: was the one where they were going to his awards ceremony thing. Oh, and she wouldn't get ready. But like for some reason, Monica had a jar full of fat in the fridge because something she had cooked like, you know, chicken fat or something. And he's finally about to drink the fat, so she will come. And she's like, "No, no, no! You were going to drink the fat." Like it was, it was finally what ended the fight. Anyway, wow, this is not. I don't at even all remember what, we were, what gonna... we're talking about today anymore. I know. Let's just talk about friends. Yeah, how it has held up and has not held up in many ways. Yes, and that's that was a great cool. show. Yeah, yeah. think
1: There's podcasts dedicated to oh, friends. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Well, there's so many podcasts now that are like the stars of an old show walking you through all the episodes. Like there's the Office Ladies podcast with uh, Jenna Fisher and Angela. What? I forget her last name. What? Where they basically go through the entire series and talk about what happened behind the scenes that episode. What? That's so fun. There's one for New Girl, which I have a funny New Girl story, I have to tell you. Okay. Did you watch New Girl? A little bit. Maybe it's a couple of the couple seasons. I didn't. I watched the first few seasons and then I kind of gave up on it when it was on, but then I rewatched the whole series on Netflix a couple of years ago. And that's great too. But recently, I know I mentioned like went out for my birthday with a couple of friends. You were sick. You couldn't come. I was sick. I couldn't go. I'm sorry. That's okay. But um, we were like, we like shut down the restaurant somehow. It wasn't even that late. But we wanted to get a picture of the six of us. And so we asked the, you know, I don't know if he was a server or what, someone working there. We're like, oh, can you take our picture? And while he was like trying to figure out how to get the flash to work, which we couldn't help him because we were like twice his (laughs) age, I was like, I think if you – he's like, this won't work. It usually works to like break the ice, one of the girls was like, tell us what you're watching. Like, what are you binging these days while oh he was gosh. trying to figure this out? And he's like, have you guys had a heard of New Girl? Oh my god! And gosh. I go, I was like, yeah, we watched it the first time it was on. He's like, oh, yeah, it's pretty funny. It's I'm all like, coming back. Oh, it's, it's all, coming all coming back. But back. I'm like, yeah, buddy, like we watched that on, you
1: know. Once, yeah, because like once, once a There are week. a bunch of, you know, younger people that didn't grow up with friends that are watching it
0: and going back and watching oh, absolutely. a lot of these It has like yeah. a cult following of yeah. the youngins. The youngins. Anyway,
1: Ooh. okay. All right. So we are talking about values today. Brooke. I mean, friendship is is a friend. Good value.
0: Values. Yeah. Yes. It's a good segue. So
1: we have mentioned values in previous episodes before, and mm-hmm. so we actually got a question from a listener.
0: We did. I'm about gonna read it. Values. We got an email that said. Long-time listener, first-time emailer. On an episode, Amanda mentioned that she worked on defining her core values. Could you talk more about what book or tactics you used? This is a focus area for me. Love the show. That was from our listener named Stacy. Thank you, Stacy. So yeah, this is something we've wanted to talk about, and I've kind of been dragging my feet on defining my values, and we finally decided let's kind of work through it. We're going to workshop it yeah, here on the podcast it. today, but first... You're going to kind of go give us a little more information on how you defined your values, why you decided to to define your values, and like give give us the scoop. So values,
1: defining my values, was not something that I was ever super excited about doing yeah. or it interested sounds, in doing.
0: It sounds kind of like a corporate... It's very corporate and every
1: corporation
0: values. I ever worked for, we
1: were always either redefining our values and they were always the same. It was like, excellent. Brooke's rolling her eyes right now and that's exactly how I feel about corporate values. Excellence, excellence integrity. <laughs> Oh, so freaking boring. Just kind boring. of like canned response, yeah. Yeah. I uh, So I landed on wanting to identify my values sort of through a different way, which was we've talked about her many times on the show, Tiffany Hahn. Mm-hmm. You introduced me to Tiffany Hahn. And she um, doesn't have this course anymore, but she used to have a course called 31 Days to Flow. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. She did it in August, I remember. And... Now that I think, you know, I actually talked in a recent episode about how August is a big reset month for me and kind yes. of August is the new January. So mm-hmm. I, um, it was this whole idea about finding more flow in your life, meaning just like being able to get into the zone more, doing more of what you love, tuning into what energizes you and letting go of what doesn't energize you. And I don't know if I would have took taking this course of it was called identifying your values no but tiffany really pushed the idea that knowing your value like just just really peeling back the layers and understanding what is truly important to you is a huge criteria for all kinds of decisions that you would make in your life in terms of how you you know how you operate in your family or what job you have or what friendships that you have or where you live so um in my course, Organized Every Day, I... So, okay, let me back up for a second. So I identified my values. And um, in my course, Organized Every Day, I walk you through a very similar process that anytime you're working to identify your values, you would do. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to give everybody on the podcast a little freebie. Love it. am going to give everybody the worksheet. Brooke has it in front of her all circled, and she's working on it right now. Mm-hmm. But the process is essentially you... Go through and you can – I would totally recommend looking at my values worksheet and I would also recommend just Googling values worksheet. Yeah, there's Because it's essentially a page of words or pages of words. So you want to expose yourself as to as many words as you possibly can and then just kind of circle or highlight all the ones that resonate with you and don't necessarily think in the beginning about, oh my God, what are the only five? Like if there's 30, great. Yeah. And then keep narrowing down, keep narrowing down. I like to get to five just because I think it's more memorable. Tiffany was actually encouraging us to get to 10, but I can't remember 10. And I really wanted my values to be something that I could just list off really easily. Yeah. 10 is a lot. 10 a lot. Yeah. I felt like I could encapsulate what I wanted to talk about um, in five. Yeah. And Tiffany was also really good at helping us identify the order, sort of the order of importance So for example, my values are honesty, courage, quiet, depth, laughter, and I did add on a sixth one, beauty. But she would have you go through the exercise and she even had us like cut out little pieces of paper and kind of pit pit them against each other Mm. and ask the question, if I had to choose, if I could have quiet but not depth. Which one would I absolutely want to have, for example, right? So like honesty for me is like absolute top of the list. So you kind of pit them against each other to see the order of importance. Um, And the last thing that I will say is really, that's why I encourage you to Google a bunch of different values worksheets because the word itself, I feel like, you have to find a word that has punch and that really means something to you. Um, Like, for example, I, you know, courage, it might not be courage, it might be like badass, Mm -hmm. right? Or is it trust or is it truth or is it honesty or is it trustworthiness? Or for example, quiet is a word that, yes, it means quiet in the sense that I actually like quiet Mm -hmm. as an introvert, but it also means quiet, like I like my environment to be visually quiet, calming. calming. yeah. So quiet
0: encompasses several different things for you, Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And like depth
1: was a word that I didn't
0: find on any worksheet
1: anywhere, but somebody in this group had listed that word. I was like, oh my God, that's a hundred percent. So what I find now is that this list does tend to be a criteria in terms of the job, the work that I do and the friendships that I have. I kind of like friend, the, the closest best friendships I have, for example, check off all those boxes. Yeah. So, all right, Brooke, tell me, how's it going over
0: there? So you started working on your worksheet. I did. Well, first, it's so funny, like just to chime in real quick about like pitting words against each other, because this is something we do with our Curious and Company branding clients Mm. to get a feel for the visual direction they want to go in. During our brand breakthrough process, we try to, you know, it's a discovery process. We're trying to do a deep dive on a brand. And so we do that. And it's Mm. so funny that... I haven't thought of that in terms of my own personal values, but we ask our clients to do it. And then we put together a brand strategy that includes some of those, Um, but I think it takes that potential cheese factor out of it like even though yeah it's not cheesy when it comes down to it it is important but i think so much of us have so many of us have that negative connotation like oh, brand values let's right. get you know like the the canned response it feels like cliche we talk about. it and, does oh, it can yeah. but ultimately it is really important so how i'm doing over here is i have a bunch circled so we can kind of workshop this together okay um so i will say that let me go through the ones that I circled, and
1: okay. then I'll
0: tell you why some of them connect, and, you know I'm having trouble choosing. But, okay. OK, to val- write some things down here. OK. okay. Balance. Of uh-huh. mm-hmm. course. Community, connection, creativity, friendship, honesty, mm. integrity, laughter, optimism, positivity, resourcefulness, sincerity thoughtfulness, transparency, and then I wrote down vulnerability. That was not on the list. Okay. So, you know, some of them I do feel like are kind of interchangeable, like community, connection, and friendship. To me, they all say something similar. Okay. But I think community, I've already put a star next to that. That one's like a definite because I value our actual community that we live in so much. I have worked really hard to create a community of friends that um I feel connected to. So, you know, those three words I feel like are summarized very well with the word community. Mm-hmm. That's something that's really important to me and it's funny Nick and I um you know, as as our kids continue to go through elementary school and we've come to know more and more of our neighbors and people in our community, you know, sometimes we'll chat with someone on the street and we'll walk away being like, oh, that was such a nice, like, so nice to catch up with them. And he'll just say like, community, like, (laughs) because we've just, we realize how much we value that as, as a family, but it's also a personal value for me. So community is really important. Um, Honesty, integrity, transparency, and sincerity for me are very aligned because I think what I mean... Or like why those words stood out to me, and I guess vulnerability kind of goes with this too, is just being a very open, honest, sincere version of myself to whoever I meet. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I did, I put a star next to sincerity, but then I'm kind of going back and forth. Was there also authenticity? Was that on there? It is on here, but I did not. Okay. Um that's what oh, I was wait, thinking. no, it's not on here. Oh, okay. So yeah, authenticity. Ooh, that's that might actually be the does one that it encapsulate, it, yeah. It kind of does. Because I I do feel um you know, I don't I don't love the idea of marketing, but like in terms of business. Terry and I have always worked to be really authentic in our social media and any marketing that we do, which can be really hard when sometimes you're like, I don't I don't want to just come across as like selling. Yep. I want to make sure that whatever we're selling is actually of value to people. And so I want it to be something that I sincerely, authentically love Believe and in, care about and, yeah. and that my messaging isn't just like some smarmy... marketing speak. So like, yes, authenticity, sincerity, transparency, integrity, honesty, those kind of, yes. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I think what you're doing in terms of putting together groups of words, it's really, that's a super helpful exercise to do because okay, these are all related, but how are they really related? And what am I really trying to say? Like sometimes just doing this exercise of saying out loud, like what I mean is the, yeah. and what is the word that yes. best encapsulates that? For yeah,
0: me. like I love that I said all of those, and you said authenticity. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's – it. yep, mm-hmm. and it's not on the list, so mm-hmm. that that works. And then and maybe that kind of ties into vulnerability. Maybe vulnerability is its own um, because – I think, again, with being authentic and truthful in in my own personal, like, messaging and, and when I share about myself or my life, like, I really value and, – and people have told me that they appreciate my vulnerability when it's not something like I went into a situation being like, well, I'm going to be super vulnerable mm-hmm. and tell this story, but um, – and I think it ties into my former days as a blogger. Mm. I used to have a wedding blog, and then I turned that into kind of a personal blog that I maintained for quite a few years. There called Claremont Road. If I've any, if I've got any old. You friends. had a blog called
1: Claremont Road. Yeah, because it's I the name that. of the street
0: I grew. You didn't know this about <laughs> me. I mean, I knew. I think I knew that you had a blog, but I didn't know that it was called Claremont Road. Yeah, because it was the name of the street I grew up on, and it was like invent adventures in adulthood and parenthood. Oh my gosh! Um, and it was just it was listen. It was an early lifestyle blog before the term lifestyle blog was a thing it was just me snapping photos of my life and Love little it. creative projects and DIY things that i did and um you know registry items for when we had a baby and and things like that and so but people used to and i wrote a post that i have since taken the blog down um but i saved a bunch of posts and one of the ones that people gave me feedback on the most that they said they appreciated my vulnerability was when I w- wrote about my miscarriage mm. and I wrote about it when I was almost halfway through my pregnancy with Graham probably so yeah. it was you know it was just something that other people connected to and I think it's gotten less stigmatized but at that time 9 or 10 years ago people maybe weren't talking about miscarriage as much right um and the blogosphere wasn't as as big so so i do value vulnerability it's something that i am proud to encapsulate myself and then it's something that i really appreciate in others yeah um and then you know laughter is an obvious one that's like that I, one I, feels I, like a like a slam dunk for that you that feels like a slam dunk because well i mean i think it could be laughter joy humor but ultimately like a good belly laugh there's mm-hmm. just nothing like mm-hmm. it whether mm-hmm. it's with your family or friends And I would say that sometimes, like for
1: me, when I came up with these, laughter was something that I felt like was really important to me, but that I didn't have enough of it in my life. Yes. And so Mm -hmm. sometimes that's where values can be really helpful because it's like, or like quiet, for example, something I really valued, but didn't have a lot of that in my life. Yeah. And so adding it onto the values was an opportunity to remind myself,
0: this is important to you. You need a good belly laugh. Yeah. I was trying not to steal too many of yours, but I think I've got to add Um, quiet. Yeah. Because I've been so- Steal away. I mean, uh, the quiet- I mean, we've talked about this before, like working from home and now since COVID, Nick works from home all the time. And like, sometimes I just need full quiet for my brain to function and my creativity to, um, to work. Yeah. So yeah, I think quiet is on that list too. The, the one I struggle with the most. And so what's that? So, so far we've got, I've got, this is what I've got. One
1: community, Mm -hmm. two ish (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the, the three, vulnerability, four, laughter, five, quiet.
0: Okay. So we might go with six here. We might okay. pare it All down right. a little so further. So what you got? So a couple that I, I connected to each other are optimism and positivity, mm-hmm. which is obvious why those are connected. And I, I hesitated a little bit at first because um, I really hate toxic positivity. Yep. I'm not the kind of person who's going to be like, everything happens for a reason. Like, no, sometimes things just suck suck and it's okay to accept that. But I'm also someone that tries in everyday life to have as positive an outlook as possible. Um, And that's something that I find that other people's negativity can really bring me down. Mm -hmm. So finding that balance of like, and this again ties into authenticity, like an authentic optimism, mm-hmm. an authentic positivity that's like, listen, I'm not going to tell you that, you know, your house burning down happened for a reason. That's not a time to be optimistic. Mm-hmm. But, and I hope nobody's house burnt down. I'm sorry if you mm-hmm. take that personal. <laughs> um, I yeah, hope everyone's safe. But I, there's just, yeah, there's, there's part of me that I work really hard to look on the bright side of things and and not always let myself go to that negative place, which I think yeah. is easy to do. So it's more like it's almost like a reminder to self like you can you can do this, you can overcome whatever situation um but not in a toxic positivity type of way. I think mm-hmm. there's a there's it's almost a like
1: resilience, yeah, but yeah. yeah. I am um, yeah, and I do a lot of work in mental fitness and positive intelligence, which mm-hmm. I can talk more about at one point, but we talk a lot about finding the gift mm. in every difficult situation and, you know, finding that gift. Yeah. 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 So optimism, positivity. And the thing about this too, Brooke, is there, was there another? Were there, was that, or was that the last
0: Um, group? I mean, so we haven't really touched on it. like. Those were the ones that I felt like an overlap of a few different words. Obviously, creativity is important to me. Mm-hmm. Balance is important. Resourcefulness. I'm just a very resourceful person, but I don't know that that's necessarily has to be a personal value. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I've got it narrowed down to what? Eight? <laughs> well,
1: if we did the community, authenticity, vulnerability, laughter, quiet, and then this optimism piece, mm-hmm. that's just six. Six. Okay. But I think what's really helpful is just let it marinate. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, think about it. Think about words. Google synonyms because you might be like, oh, like, vulnerability is not quite right. Like, for me, when you talk about vulnerability, it's almost, for me, a combination for my values of, like, honesty and depth. hmm So... Maybe you're like, oh, that's the idea, but not the words. So you just kind of, kind of let it mirror Yeah. Like this program with Tiffany was a 30-day program. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you know, and you've only spent, what, 20 minutes on
0: this today? Yeah. And this is, what, episode 22. So by the time we come back for our check-in episode... Yes. ...number 30, hopefully I'll have them like a little bit more pared down or I'll have had some epiphanies that, that make me realize like, oh... I didn't know, uh, you know, sustainability. I mean, just for as an example, I didn't know this value was important to me, but actually yeah. when I look at my life or my values through this lens of, of really um, distilling it down to a set of words, mm-hmm. That maybe I'll, I'll discover some new things. Yeah. And think about it, for example, through the lens of something like a friendship.
1: Yeah. Like, oh, how could I evaluate my friendships based on these six values? Yes. Is everything there? Is anything missing? Yeah. Um. So we would love to hear from you all. So send yeah. us a voicemail or a text message or an email and let us know If you tried the values exercise, if you got stuck, Mm -hmm. even share your list of draft values with us. Because I hear, I find that the more words that people share, the more it spurs ideas for other people. So if you share your words with us, we can share those with our listeners.
0: Are there any like values specific books that you can recommend or you've more done like the different, um, you know, you did Tiffany's course, you've seen these worksheets and stuff. Are there? Not that I know of. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, it's... I don't know that it needs I'm to be sure a book. I'm sure there is You know, one. I think many things There's could be an article. There's probably a TED Talk. Article or a pamphlet. Most of the time I it doesn't know, need to be a book. It could be a TED Talk, yeah. I'm sure. But if if anyone out there has read yes, any LS. books that like really enlightened them about a particular value or how to choose their values, we would love to hear it. Yes. You know how to find us. You know how to find us. Don't make us sing our phone number again. <laughs> <laughs> Which I did memorize,
1: by the way. Did you? No. What is it? Brooke, <clears throat> okay, it's 484-440-9498. That's our podcast phone number. And now it's time for a break. Boom, love it. <laughs> we'll be we back. Hey listeners, Amanda here. One of the best ways to support this podcast is by leaving positive ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. If you're on an iPhone, find that purple podcast app, search for Good Enough-ish, Scroll down to the ratings and reviews sections to tap five stars and write your own review. You might even get a shout out on the show. Your support means so much and will help new listeners find us. Thanks so much. Now back to the show. We're back, Brooke. We are back. So it's your turn today to talk about what's sparking joy for you.
0: It is. And I can't believe it took me 22 episodes to bring this one up, because this is like one of my favorite things in the world. Um, I love CBS Sunday Morning. Oh, yes, you do. I, it love, is, I love that
1: you love it so much. Do you much. watch it? I have seen it, and my, my mom religiously watches
0: it. Yes. And... I think takes umbrage with the fact that I do not watch it. I mean, how dare you? Yeah. Um, you're going to have to for research for this show, for this podcast. Um, it is just delightful. So it's on on Sunday morning, no shocker there, every Sunday from 9 to 10.30. 9 to 10.30. And it's mostly like a human interest journalistic show. Yes. There's some humor. There's some history. Yes. There's some just like really sweet human stories. Um, Graham likes to watch it with us sometimes. So I will say usually like the first five to ten minutes of each episode are devoted to current events. Right. So we we are careful if there's something really horrific going on in the news that right. maybe we're not quite ready to discuss with a six and a nine-year-old. Um We will sometimes wait to put it on or make sure the kids are upstairs, but other times Graham really enjoys watching the stories with us. Yeah. And there's all of these wonderful correspondents, and if you haven't watched it, just just give it a shot. I will say our favorite segments are usually – like the real human interest stories are usually Steve Hartman. Okay. He always – and he also has something called Kindness 101 that I know Graham has watched at school, um, which – Maybe some of his segments from CBS Sunday Morning have like turned into this series. I'm not 100% clear, but basically great for kids to watch learning all about respect and justice and determination and self-improvement. Those are just a couple of the topics that come up. Those are on YouTube. And then um, – so wait, he has
1: like a segment on CBS Sunday Morning that's called Kindness 101 or the Kindness
0: 101 is like a spinoff kind it of. It sounds like that's kind of like a spinoff. Okay. But then CBS Sunday Mornings – like it's so funny actually. I, I missed CBS Sunday Morning a couple weeks ago but in their Facebook feed, they usually show individual segments. Okay. And I'm scrolling through and I see them talking about this story about a dog that was, or a cat that was lost when it was pretty young mm-hmm. and missing for something like 14 years. And this amazing story about how this cat was found. And I'm like, um, I went to college with that guy. Like, oh my god. So it was so, it was just very ironic. So, hey Jason, saw you on CBS Sunday morning. <laughs> I haven't seen you in a while. It's my friend from my Old theater group. And um, so yes, very just normal people that have interesting stories. Yes. Um, are his segments on CBS Sunday morning? And then Lee Cowan has similar stories, and there's just like amazing correspondence. So, like, do you remember Serena Altschall from MTV News? Oh, see, I didn't have MTV bro. Oh no. Growing up. I mean, I wasn't really supposed to watch it very much, I but I did. Have. I always enjoyed MTV News because it was like a young person's right. Approach to the news when otherwise all it was was like step, stuffy white men in suits. Like it yeah. was, you got a little bit more diversity of voice. And um, so Serena Alchel is one of their correspondents. Um, Tracy Bra is that her name? CBS Sunday Morning has been on the air for how many oh, years? Like since the 60s? Right. It's been I on wonder if for it's a one of the longest long running. I mean, New it's shows. gotta be. Jane yeah. Pauley is the host now. Looks, Yeah, 1979 mm. was the first broadcast. Um, so it's just – it's delightful. Um, sometimes people make fun of me because it's kind of an old person's show. Well, what's hysterical really nice. about it is the commercials that air. Oh, my because gosh. Because it's like depends. <laughs> it's <and laughs> all like prescriptions. Like we, we always <laughs> – um, Because America is the strangest country that has uh, commercials for pharmaceuticals, which I think we're the only country that has that. I don't know. I don't know. But it's, we'll always like come up with a jingle. And the funny thing is that it will work with the name of any medication. (laughs) Um, I can't, of course, I can't think of one. You'll have to prepare that. But even my kids will like sing the jingles because they've watched. CBS Sunday Morning with us. So, um, yeah, Tracy Smith, Mo Rocca, who used to be on The Daily Show. Oh, Rita, yeah. Rita Braver. Like, there's just great journalists. Um, oh, Jim Gaffigan does funny. Do you know Jim Gaffigan, the comedian? Mm-hmm. Okay. He does really funny. He's got five kids. He and his wife live in, like, a pretty small apartment in Brooklyn, I think. And it's just – it's great. And Okay, make now, you now cry. I'm super in now the got to watch See, so you're
1: really good at having – like rituals and traditions, well, you know, like pizza nights Wednesday night and Sunday morning is CBS Sunday morning. You're I, good at that. Yes,
0: it's kind of like my church. It's like I really look forward yeah. to Sunday morning on the couch with my tea. If the kids are not into it, we'll let them go watch TV upstairs in our room for a little bit. So it's yeah. like we get that little extra bit of quiet time on a Sunday. Um, and I, Amanda, I've ne- never let you down with a TV show recommendation. You have never, I? no, you haven't. I haven't. You haven't. So it was funny because when we did our
1: girls' weekend for my 40th birthday in Brigantine, we watched CBS Sunday morning and Marie
0: Kondo was on it. Oh my God. Of gosh. all things. I did not remember that, but you're right. We were at my yes. parents' house in Brigantine and. Yes, we did. And yeah. like total coincidence that she was on. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like she's been on a couple times probably. Yeah. But yeah, there's some, there's just anything you can imagine. There's been a CBS oh, right. Sunday
1: morning. My mom would love it if I woke up on Sunday mornings and watched it with her. Mm-hmm. So yeah, sure. she's going to have you to thank for that.
0: You're, you're welcome. Oh, you're, you're welcome, welcome, Bobby. Bobby. Yeah. Okay. So tell me what you're doing these days to do your future self a favor.
1: Okay. Aside so-
0: from what – in the future, watching CBS Sunday Morning. That is, what it is does today. qualify. What is so? I, today, look, we're recording on a Thursday. Thursday, so okay. All, all right. right, challenge all accepted. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Challenge accepted. Okay, so what I am doing to do my future self a favor lately is I had so this month of August, I was really hoping to get done a lot of tasks that have been sitting on my to do list forever. Mm-hmm. So I actually brain dumped a list of what are all the stupid little things around the house. And so some of them were just things that I would look at it and be like, I have no idea what to do with this Mm -hmm. thing. So for example, we had a Furbo. And a Furbo, do you even know what a Furbo is? I was going to say,
0: tell me what a Furbo is. A
1: Furbo is, this is ridiculous, this is why the pet industry is billions of dollars in this country. It is a camera that you can use to record what your pet is doing while you are away
0: from home. Oh, I thought it was something to do with their food. Continue. Well,
1: you can toss it treats. The furbo will (laughs) toss treats to the animal, and you can even talk to the dog. You can be like, Junie, it's mommy. I would like
0: someone to toss me treats.
1: I know. Well, it was really helpful when, you know, I think a lot of people, they came in handy with a lot of these COVID puppies yeah, because you're home all the time and then suddenly you're going to go to work and leave the dog alone for a period of time. So you just want to know, are they barking incessantly? Are they eating my couch? I have a friend who's great day and literally their couch the other day. So... But Junie is not a puppy anymore. We live at home. My mom's here all the time. I don't need to be. And I think my mom, the furbo, freaked her out because she thought we were using it to spy on her. Oh. You know? Yeah. So we didn't need the furbo anymore. But yeah. I kept looking at this thing and being like, eh, what do I do with this thing? Yeah. So I had to identify the next step, which yeah. was I don't need it anymore. What am I going to do with it? So I just went on like eBay or Facebook Marketplace to see like, do people sell their furbos? And if so, how much do they sell them for? Mm -hmm. So that was the first step. Step one, check. Step one. So then I can see, okay, this person is selling their furbo for $75. Okay, great. I can sell mine for a little less than that because I want
0: $74.99.
1: $74.99. <laughs> I sold it for way too low, Brooke. I sold it for $40. Bucks.
0: That's still $40. Bucks I just in your wanted bucket. to get
1: rid of it. Yeah. But then I had to go online and see because I had some sneaking suspicion that we were paying some sort of recurring fee every year for the use of this subscription. Oh. So I had to go on and reset my password and da-da-da. So then I do that. And then there's a process where we have to clear the data, like your connection to the Furbo, so that you can
0: right so doggy data.
1: <laughs> th- th- you gotta clear the doggy data <clears throat> so that the next person that takes it on, it's a clean slate for them. Okay. So this is why I kept looking at this stupid object and being yeah. like, I don't want to deal with it, because I had to go through four, five annoying steps. Yeah. But I was committed to getting this for about, it was like sitting on a shelf in my office. So I went through the steps, but I had to determine what is the first step. Yep. Second example that I will give you. My daughter had this birdhouse project that they did as a fundraiser at school. So she painted a birdhouse. It's a really nice blue birdhouse that's like actually designed in a way that, like, a bluebird will actually use and love it. and oh, we have ton- a bluebird. Bluebird.
0: Bluebird birdhouse. I thought you meant, like, it's a blue birdhouse. Bird. <laughs> it is
1: a birdhouse designed specifically to attract bluebirds. Interesting. And we get lots of bluebirds here, and we love watching them. My mom's a big birder, so I was really excited about putting it up. But currently, it is sitting in a plastic bag mm. in the garage. Not spark and joy for the bluebirds. Not spark and joy for the bluebirds. So... First step, Google how to mount a bluebird box, Mm -hmm. right? And so then that leads me to this adorable, because I have to say contraption. I haven't said contraption in several episodes. So it led me to a contraption from a lovely man on Etsy that sold like a $12 thing. Perfect. That helps you easily mount your bluebird box. And then I need to Google where, because the bluebirds like it to be Thirty feet from the house, and not too close from to a tree, and all this kind of stuff. So, because every time I would look at that blue bird box mm-hmm. house, yes. I would think, oh, I don't feel like dealing with that. So now I've got the contraption, I've got the pole, I know where the box goes. Is you're it ready. up yet,
0: Brooke? No, no, but it isn't. But it will be. But there's that's the last step, right? That's the last. Okay. step. Okay, you're almost there. So that's that good. is the favor
1: when you find yourself dragging your feet on something. Yeah, like. This Dr. Bill is wrong or uh, whatever it is. Just figure out what is the
0: first step Yeah, and then do that. This reminds me of when we talked about like, um, you know, redesigning things in our home and how for me, the designer in a binder was so helpful because it like laid out those steps for me. And I'm currently running into, not running into, but like I've collected a few art prints that I love. And where are they? sitting in a pile, because yes. they haven't been framed, and I keep looking at this one empty corner in our living room, and I'm like, ugh, I really want to fill that with some art. So I just need to realize, so my first step- What is the first step? Measure the art to figure out- what frames are needed, some of which might already be in my basement Mm -hmm. because there were things we took down when we repainted that have never made it back up or, you know, whatever. Um, I just happen to collect a lot of things in my basement, as we know. Mm -hmm. So there could be, who knows what's down there. But so need to measure the prints, figure out what size frames I need, see what frames I already have um, that can take care of those needs or which ones I have to buy. And then... You know, I like to go to Target or Michaels and, and try to get inexpensive frames if they're standard size, if the art is a not standard size. Yes, you do the mat. I do thing. the large frame that. Yes. that will allow for a custom size mat, which I do like matboard.com or something. Um, that's what I did the last time. So yes, I just need to like start the process and right. then I could have it done in a couple days. Because a lot of times people define the task as...
1: I need to hang something on that wall. Yeah. Or I need to go to... I really need to go to Michael's to get frames for this. But it's like, no, the first step is measure the art.
0: Yeah. And it's like great pieces that I'm like, I don't want these piled in a corner. It's like, I've really worked hard to collect pieces of art from either artists I know mm-hmm. or women artists that I want to support or artists of color that, you know, so I have... um A piece from my friend Kelly Cosma. She's a local artist that does cool fiber stuff. Yes, you know Kelly, Um, Sarah Rafferty, who runs Atwater Designs. Um, Yeah, so I've got some like cool prints. These are spark joy things. They're spark joy things. Like I purchased them because they sparked joy,
1: and they're you know step one. So on our updates episode, Brooke, okay, you can update us on did you make any progress on getting these prints up on your wall?
0: That's good. These up. Our update episodes are going to be a little accountability little um, accountability tricks. check-ins. Yeah, yeah. Check, check-ins. Will Amanda For me. be
1: doing yoga? No. No, still <laughs> by no. check-in
0: episode 100, maybe? No.
1: she. Mm, I think, Amanda, mm. we get, We have to have a talk about yoga. I think it's time to move on. I know. Is there like a Yoga's Anonymous or something? People that get together to talk about wanting to do yoga but not doing yoga? No, you just
0: stop going. You just don't just, do yoga. You just
1: don't do yoga. Just, just don't do
0: it. I mean, okay. listen, nothing against yoga.
1: But if it's not for you, there's a reason why I'm banging my head up against the wall about, these th- about it and not doing it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That, that I I believe there is an intervention. Do you feel like you should be doing yoga? Yes. Is that
0: why like let go of the shoulds. Someone I know. really smart taught me that. Oh, wink, wink. too
1: <laughs> Yes. All right. To be to be continued okay all right this was really fun bro always is always a pleasure is. so again reminder to you all we'd love to hear from you about your
0: values yes i'm so excited Are you stuck you on hear, them did you yeah.
1: love the exercise so figure questions? we've
0: got what eight weeks until our next check-in episode launches so maybe we can do a little rundown of some people's values then just because yes. it might spark some some ideas in everyone else correct or ourselves and make it even harder for me to narrow it down
1: yes it's fine All right. Can't wait to hear from everybody.
0: Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Good Enough-ish. We will be back each week with new topics, stories, tips, and personal experiences, as well as some good old friendly banter and lots of laughter. Don't forget to find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish.
1: Email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com
0: or leave us
1: a voicemail at 484-440-9498 with questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes. Thanks for listening. Bye.